It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Wednesday edition of the show. Hopefully everybody's enjoying their week. Maybe you enjoyed Hard Knots last night, which briefly, briefly had the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about the 53-man roster as it pertains to the Bucs. Who's going to make that team? Who's on the bubble? And who already made it? So a lot to get into on today's show. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Join with me is Scott Reynolds of PewterReport.com. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing good, Matt. It's uh, it's fun. Getting ready for football season here. we got a starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. That's Baker Mayfield. We talked yeah. about that yesterday. Now we're going to find out who Baker Mayfield's teammates are going to be. We know a lot of them. We know the starters for sure. We know most of the yeah, backups, but probably about eight to 10 positions on this team. If you look at it from uh, one through 53, you're looking at probably, you know, uh, 45 through 53 on the, the Bucks roster, those bottom spots on the depth chart still to be decided. And there's also a, uh, a starting job that's up for grabs, yes. believe it or not. Uh, and, and that's going to be the topic of tomorrow's show. And, and we'll preview that now. It's who's going to be the Bucks nickelback. That's going to be at four o'clock tomorrow on Thursday to end the week. Who will be the Bucks nickelback? So we're uh, we're going to be talking about that. And and uh, it may be D Delaney. It may be Christian Izian. It may be Josh Hayes. It's one of those things that might come down to Saturday's game against the Baltimore Ravens, which would be the preseason finale. But uh, a lot of cutdowns, uh, you know, or, or well, actually, all the cutdowns are going to be taking place after this game. And Matt, I do like the fact that that the NFL has done away with kind of the archaic st- stair step process of after the first game you cut these guys, and and or I, I, sh- I should say after the second game, then the yeah. third game, and then after the last one. And of course, since the the NFL has gone to three preseason games, which I think everyone's happy about. <laughs> Fewer yes, preseason games, the better. Um, I, I like the fact that that there you, you have all all your players have three games now to decide. You know if if they're if they're going to make this team, if they're going to put their best foot forward, eliminate mistakes, make plays, and I just like it for for everybody. I think it's it's a it benefits the coaches, the scouts, and the players to have just one cut down. It's a massive one from 90 to 53, but it's going to happen at four o'clock next Tuesday. I agree. It gives, if anything else, it gives guys an opportunity to either, you know, make up for a mistake they had. Maybe they had yeah. a bad first game, but they can rebound for the second game. Or right. if they played well, continue to play well on a consistent basis, much like Trey Palmer has for the entirety of training camp and the, uh, and the first two preseason games. And yeah, a lot of guys are going to get cut, unfortunately, and it's just how this business works uh, in the NFL. But you at least can put some reps on tape that other teams may like because it happens year in and year out where you might just be kind of stacked at one position and you can't hold on to everybody. Right. And you might try to stash someone on the practice squad, but another team needs a player uh, at that position. Yeah. You know, wide receiver has been... Uh, a group that obviously is very talented. Maybe if you try to keep one of those guys on the practice squad, it just doesn't work out. Same thing with, as Todd Bowles keeps talking about, outside linebacker. Marquise right. Watts 
he might not make the practice squad because there's another team out there that's looking for one more edge rusher to fill out their roster and he ends up going somewhere else. So there is uh there's levels to this. It's a little bit of a chess that's game right. when it comes to these roster cuts. Yeah, there's some strategy behind it. We're going to go into that uh, in depth here in just a few minutes. Uh, just a couple of uh, things real quick. We are one subscriber away from 11,400. That's cool. just one. So if you're one of the 109 people watching right now, you have not subscribed to Peter Report TV. That's our YouTube channel where this video series, the Peter Report podcasts, uh, are housed in addition to my Peter Pulse uh, new video segments that uh, I put out uh, on a weekly basis and all the great clips that Matt and Sly and James and everybody puts up from the press conferences, from player interviews, et cetera. Uh, those are all found at Peter Report TV. So just, if you can, subscribe. It's free. They say subscribe, Matt, but all it is is hitting a button. There's no cost. It's absolutely free. And it helps build our following of Pewter people. And we love you guys. The more, the merrier. So that's that's awesome. Hopefully, we'll hit that mark today. Um, Matt, uh, did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I did. I okay. did. I was did looking you? for you. I didn't see you. I didn't see Sly. I know. But... I, you know what? I did appear on uh, the One Jet Strive, their, their YouTube show. Oh, I good. In the okay. background there, standing next awesome. to our guy, Stephen Chase. Shout out, Stephen. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't see myself. You see Sly, like, extremely quickly on yeah. Hard Knocks. Like, you, you, if you blink, Oh, really? Is he there? You okay. It. You can All see right. him very quickly. Uh, but I was... I thought overall the episode was good. The eight mile thing was really funny yeah. uh, for those that watched. I wish there was a little bit more of the Bucks Jets joint training camp practice. Yes. I'm not going to say they glossed over it, but it felt like we could have got at least five to 10 more minutes of that Hard Knocks episode. A lot of the fights they featured too was between the Jets defense and the Bucks offense. But right. I would argue that a lot of the fights that went on was the Bucks defense against the Jets mm -hmm. offense. Because that was a, a lot of the things that I was watching. So, like, we didn't really get to see the full-blown Levante David pissed off screaming at everybody, which is what I was, <laughs> right. like, most excited for yeah. to watch. There was a very funny moment. Um, I saw it in the comments as well. Quentin Williams was like, Mike Evans called me fat. <laughs> Mike yeah. Evans called me fat. And <laughs> that part was that part was pretty funny. Obviously, it's about the Jets, so you're only going to see so much with yeah. the Bucks, But, uh you saw Quentin and Mike talking later in the episode. We all know how awesome of a guy Mike Evans is. So, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, funny, fun to see the little behind-the-scenes things and a little cameo from the Bucks, who obviously played pretty well in that uh, game. And we got to see the um, the big Trey Palmer play, the sauce card. That's right. So that was a fun yeah. one. Yeah, that was that was really kind of only one of the, the Bucks highlights. But uh, based upon your uh, apt reporting and, and Sly's reporting, the Bucks defense really took it to the Jets offensive line. They did. And and considering that was one of the themes from the last Jets hard knocks episode where Robert Sala was imploring his offensive line yeah. to really step up. And and uh I so I was a little surprised that that kind of got lost over and and really wasn't even mentioned. Uh Shaq Barrett had multiple sacks, JTS, Logan Hall. Uh, Anthony Nelson, where was that pick six, right? I, I mean, know, especially with Zach know? Wilson. They highlighted Zach right. Wilson a lot, especially as a runner. I, it, obviously, Zach Wilson had terrible struggles last season. I yes. think that would have been something that they definitely would have shown and have the coach be like, what the F were you looking right. at? Or, or yelling at the receiver for running the wrong play. Right. So, again, or maybe I'm, Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, don't throw it to like the big six foot seven yeah, guy yeah, in like, the other jersey. You know, been super sarcastic about it. Like, hey, right. 98. Yeah. The, we don't throw to him or, you know, something like that. You know, <laughs> exactly. in a typical Rodgers type of way. Yeah. So I feel like Hard Knocks may have missed out on that a little bit. Yeah. Well, selective editing, folks. It, it yeah. does happen in the media. We try not to do it at Peter Report. We really try to just, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. That's just how it is. That's that's kind of how we've been in my 28 years doing this now is, yeah. is you know, call it like we see it. Uh, we've we have spearheaded for coaches to get fired. We have we have championed for certain players to get drafted uh, all for the betterment of this team. Not that we have a rooting interest, per se, but just like what's common sense? What what? is smart football. What makes the most sense? What's yeah. going to uh, help the pewter people have a winning football team. So that that's kind of what we're about is we try to be as objective as possible and, uh, and, and, you know, it, and really bring you guys our unvarnished opinions, good, bad, ugly, whatever. 
Yeah, we got a super chat here from Dennis Babanko. Uh, thank you so much, Dennis, thank you. for this $5 super chat. Haven't heard much news on Chris Godwin. What are your thoughts on his training camp? Good question. I yeah. mean, Mike Evans has been dominating the headlines and training camp so much, and I think some of the attention has been, taking, been taken off of uh, Chris Godwin, but I think Godwin's had – a really, really good training camp. He's fully 100% back yeah. with, with that knee injury or as much as, can, as he possibly can be. Um, he caught a great deep ball from Baker Mayfield yesterday in practice. Mm -hmm. uh, you could see that on the Bucks social media as well. So they were highlighting that. I am very, very excited for Chris Godwin. Uh, I have a fantasy football draft later tonight, and I'm hoping that people forget about him a little bit for having a <laughs> quote-unquote down year. And I'm, I'm right. hoping... I can get Chris Godwin. I have two fantasy football drafts coming up. One is tonight. And I'm hoping that he'll slide just a little bit so I can pick him up because I still think big things are on the horizon for Chris Godwin. I think he's going to have too. a great season. I do too. And uh, keep in mind too, the Buccaneers, they, they've been trying to, to pace Chris Godwin a little bit. Now he's all the way back. He is all the way back, but they've got a lot of talented receivers on this roster that they wanted to take a look at. So they also understand that, that these training camp practices, they don't count in the win loss column. Right? Yeah. And, and they, they have to get Mike and Chris ready to go in this new offense. And then that's it. And then get the young guys, the Trey Palmers, the Cade Warners, the Ryan Millers, uh, the Devin Tompkins, the Kalen Geigers, the Tate Barbers, the Raheem Jarrett's, all those guys, those are the guys that need the reps. Those are the guys that they have to to kind of decide who's going to be a Buccaneer and who's going to move on. And uh, you know that, that's that's been that, that's been with with the the purposes. But I, I like the fact that Chris Godwin's not going to be pitching in the slot. Yes. Nor is nor is he going to be predictable when he's out wide. It's not going to be just a wide receiver screen mm -hmm. like it was with Byron Leftwich. But it's it's going to be fun to watch Chris operate on the outside this year, Matt, and really kind of go one on one and go deep, and maybe do some some fly patterns, maybe some deep posts, some skinny posts across the middle. It's going to be a very route tree for Chris Godwin. Yeah, no question about it. And I think you know we we talk a lot about the you know the, the difference in the offense this year, where there will be explosive plays, but it'll be kind of setting you up for the big play with body blows, body yeah. blows, then going deep. But I think something else that we have to realize is when Chris was in the slot, and obviously he was great at it, but right. those, those times when you're making the catch like over the middle, yes, you can move up the field and you can start doing things. But yeah. you're also going to have a lot more defenders around you, a couple of linebackers, <laughs> yeah. the safeties, everything else like that. Yeah. Now you move Chris to the outside. Again, it gives the defense the option. Are you going to double Mike Evans, which Mike has talked – a lot in his career, especially the last two or three seasons, about how much he gets double teamed as right. a wide receiver. Are you going to shade coverage towards Mike Evans and double team Mike? Well, that leaves Chris on the outside. And if Chris is one-on-one -on, -one on the outside and he beats his receiver deep, or right. if it's a shorter route and he only has to beat, or sorry, he beats his corner deep, or if it's a shorter route and he makes a play and he only has to break one tackle and Chris Godwin is pretty great when yeah. he has the ball in his hands, there's a difference of explosive plays that can happen with Chris Godwin on the outside versus yeah. in the slot. So that's something that I think we're going to see this year, both deep and intermediate, mm -hmm. but Chris taking the ball literally and running with it. So I'm very totally excited agree. for Chris. Totally agree. Uh, let's just address something here, uh, and we're not going to duck it. Has this podcast ever just one time started at 4 o'clock? Yes. Yes, it has. Yeah. Um, we all, yeah, we, we also do – just because we know that there are some people out there that aren't always punctual. We actually try to help them out. We luck out for them. Sometimes we start at 401. Sometimes we start at 402, right? Just like, you know, I had plenty of, of professors and teachers in high school and college that wouldn't start right there because they want to give a little bit of grace time for those people who just join uh, the podcast a little late or at, back in the day, it was class, getting to class uh, like a second or two late. So, and, and Malcolm, uh, Hawthorne says, when does the podcast start? It's four o'clock or four Oh one, uh, on Mondays, typically Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays during the regular season. We're, we're kind of getting into the Very regular season mode. Now there. the roster cutdowns will happen on Tuesday next week. So we will have a podcast on Tuesday. Uh, a lot of times 
right during kind of this flex period between training camp and the start of the season, we kind of are flexible with our podcast. We want we didn't know when the Bucks were going to practice this week until like the weekend. And so when we did our post game podcast, they didn't let us know that there was not going to be practice on Monday until mm-hmm. Sunday. So right. we try to prepare our podcasts around the Bucks practices, their press conferences, et cetera. So that's that's kind of where things stand there. A couple more super chats to get yeah. to here, Matt. Uh, Meets McGee with the $5 Super Chat says, this is the best Bucks podcast out there with best in Bucks all capitalized. Thank you. The rest, dot, 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 not so much. Very informative. Have you guys done numbers by position? First of all, Meets McGee, thank you so yeah, much for the compliments. You. We try to put on the best show that we possibly can. So hearing your feedback and that you're enjoying the show, we greatly uh, appreciate the kind words. Have you guys done numbers by position? Yeah. You mean um, like... Like we're keeping two court or the Bucks are keeping two quarterbacks. And- well, we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. And I, I did do that. I actually had the numbers on in the story about the, the roster cut down. So I'm going to put this in the chat right now. So you guys can follow along and, and read those, um, those predictions. And we'll get to those in just a second here. I want to get Matt's thoughts on it. He proofed the story and, and, uh, and then we'll get your reaction to it as well. We did have another super chat. We'll get to. And that's right here from Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse. I'm coming to Tampa Bay for a vacation from the hellhole Cleveland. I was in Cleveland not too long ago. I didn't think it was that bad. I've heard Cleveland's kind of the armpit of America. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I've heard people have some derogatory things to say about it. So maybe if you live there, you think it's a hellhole. But he says, need recommendations for a place to stay and eat and uh, to get two tickets for Monday Night Football. Help me, PR peeps. Well, I will say there's just a couple of, of really good sports bars that we've had affiliations with, whether it's Glory Days or whether it's Walk-Ons. Those are two really good sports bar recommendations if you're coming down to watch uh, any of the action. Um, Beef or Brady's is another uh, sports bar type location. Uh, if you're looking for restaurants, we could do a whole show on that. So yeah, I, there's a lot I would of just that. do Yelp and... Yeah, I I would just say if you're looking for like good scenery out on the water, because when you think of like Florida, you think of that stuff. Um, Hula Bay Lounge is is a pretty good one. You're right out on the border there. There's also one. It's like right on the borderline of Tampa and St. Pete. It's called the Getaway. You can yeah, the Getaway is great. Yes, uh, you can go and kayak over there if you want to, or paddleboard. And it's got a great spot right along the water. So those would be some of my uh, recommendations. I, I definitely second that. I love the getaway. It's a great spot, Ashley. Yeah. I've been there a um, few times. So yeah, good, good stuff there. But a lot of great places to eat. Um, yeah, so, Soho in, in Tampa, Loves, downtown I'm a Tampa. Huge, huge Soho guy. I used to go yeah. to Soho all the time. Uh, Dale Mabry too. And there's so many hotels in the area. Just uh, yeah, you know. Yep. And he, and he says the uh, the weather is awful in winter. Trust me, I believe that. Yeah, there's yeah. no no doubt about that. Um, and also, too, uh, Cody Malk uh, is a Yelp enthusiast, as, as J.C. Allen says. So yeah. maybe uh, hit Cody up on Twitter for some for some recommendations here. So uh, we do have a recommendation, though. If you need a little pep in your step, Matt, um, and you're looking for an energy drink, there's only one choice to make. And uh, what would that that be? The official that, energy drink computer report? Yeah, the big C, Celsius Energy Drinks, the official sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. There's so many different flavors that you can choose from. Of course, the newest one that they have right now is Cosmic Vibe. It's a sparkling fruit punch, but there's a ton of awesome flavors. I've been having the uh, cucumber lime recently. You see the sparkling lemon lime, sparkling orange on there. Uh, The grape is great. Uh, Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite. I had that during the trip to... uh, New Jersey, so so many awesome flavors. No sugar, no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with some other products out there. So if you need to know where to find one, go to the Celsius store locator on the Celsius website, punch in your address, and it will tell you the closest geographical location where you can pick one up at your local Walmart, your Target, you know, health stores, health and fitness stores, uh, 7-Elevens, or your bodega. Bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you're like, I love Celsius, I need more, that's when you get the variety pack. Get that variety pack. It's, for, uh, it's the spice of life. Um, you can get them in bulk over on Amazon. Do the subscribe and save. You can have it sent to your residence whenever you want, whether it's week, month, quarter, yearly, whenever you want. 
Just make sure you're drinking Celsius Energy Drink, the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Make Celsius your number one pick. Yep, absolutely. Uh, some interesting comments here based upon what we were talking about just a second ago. See, we're, we're helping out Brian Gomez here, right? I almost log in a minute or two late, so thank you, PR. So, yeah, there's a little strategy behind this. So. Fashionably late. Exactly. Yeah, we we aim to please. And as Adam Davies says, uh, this might be the best show of all time. We appreciate that. Adam, awesome. you're the man. Yeah. Doing the Football. legwork today, telling us, telling everyone to like Yes, and we're, we're over 11,400 now. Thanks Let's to you, go. Pewter People. That's Thank awesome. you, Pewter People. The only podcast I listen to. I appreciate that. We do, uh, certainly. And there was another good one here. Um, where was it? Here we go. Adam Davies again. I love the 4 p.m. Eastern starts. That's only 9 p.m. for me here in the UK. Well, cheerio and yeah. uh, drink of Fuller's for me. Um, I love love Fuller's. It's one of my favorite beers. I love the the London Pride. That's that's one of my absolute all time favorite beers. So good stuff, uh, Matt. Let's let's dive into. Oh, we got a super chat yeah. here. Let's, One more let's from Meets McGee. Meets McGee. Awesome that. commenter as well says I can see them cutting Watts. Oh, sorry, I cannot see them cutting Watts. And or Gill. You know what, Meets McGee? It's so funny you say that because yeah. I was doing some roster research, kind of coming up with my own as well, a little bit, or at least cutting close to it. And I keep going back to Todd Bull saying that outside linebacker is the toughest position for them yeah. to decide on for this season specifically. And at this point, with what Marquise Watts has done in both games, you know, getting that strip sack in the first one, yeah. being a menace against the Jets, drawing all of these penalties, it's really tough to be like, hey, man, you didn't do enough to make this right. team, right? As, yeah. as, a, as a fifth outside linebacker. And Cam Gill, I love the effort that Cam Gill too. brings. He's one of those guys, you may not see it pop up in practice all the time, yep. but when the lights are its brightest, that's when Cam Gill shows up. I love yep. the hustle he brings real quick. He made, There was a play... The ball was on the other side of the field against the Jets. Mm -hmm. And Keenan Isaac ended up making the tackle. But Cam Gill sprinted over and was right there to clean it up in the event that the ball carrier was able to break free and keep running. Cam Gill was right there. That you know, That's effort. You could try to pep guys up a little bit. But to yeah. do it consistently for the whole game, Cam Gill is playing like a guy that really wants to be on this roster. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I mean, it, and Charles Snowden, I, he's an interesting guy. Long, the at the end. Yeah, six foot seven guy, long wingspan, was on the practice squad last year. And yeah, I listen, I, I think whoever ends up on the practice squad is, is going to be an NFL caliber player that could easily come up at some point in time. Remember, at one point last year when Shaq Barrett was out and he had a couple of other guys, Gennardi Avery, that, you know, he was out. Yeah. And it, it was JTS and Anthony Nelson playing every single snap for three straight games because they were down to literally two outside mm -hmm. linebackers. So they have Yaya Diaby this year, certainly going to make the team. We'll get to the outside linebackers in just a second. Let's just let's start with the offense and let's start with uh, with Baker Mayfield right there. So basically, the way this is uh, laid out here, just so we can follow along, the uh, let's see here the the red players the players in red those are the guys that that i believe will make this team and then the players in black will be cuts right so john wolford is going to get cut but he will end up on the bucks practice squad at mm, kind of Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Got that pretty much settled and squared away. That's some, uh, is it inside information or is it just kind of common knowledge? But I don't know, either one. But that's what's going to happen. The Bucks will have two quarterbacks on the roster. Wolford will be like Ryan Griffin and yeah. uh, on their uh, practice squad as a better. And, and just real quick, uh, good to see John Wolford. He was practicing today. Yes. He, he, was, he was a spectator yesterday, but he was back, helmet on, everything practicing today. So obviously a good sign given his uh, his injury. Yep, for sure. So maybe one of the more controversial things is I, I've got only three running backs making the the team. And that very well could be four because they do want to run the ball for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I think you look at 
11 carries from minus four yards for Keyshawn Vaughn, one catch for 10. I mean, granted, some of those plays were blown up before, you know, he got a chance to, to even get going. Nick Leverett, yeah. I thought, got blown up twice, and, and we even saw that last night on Hard we Knocks did. with uh, Tanzel Smart doing the damage there. But I, I, I think Keyshawn Vaughn is probably RB4 on this step chart, even if he stays. Rashad White's a starter, Chase Edmonds. Uh, number two, because of his experience, Sean Tucker uh, rising up the charts quickly. And uh, and then maybe Keyshawn Vaughn sticks. But in my 53, he does not. I think he has a chance to end up on the practice squad. And you know what? He really hasn't done much, Matt. I think he's a player you can sneak on the practice squad. If you're another team looking for running backs, you look at what he did in the preseason, you're probably going to pass right over him. Yeah, uh, it, that's that's what I'm thinking. I so I had Keyshawn Vaughn making it, but I had him as the fourth, and maybe he sticks yeah. on as a special teams thing. But then it got me thinking more and more. I mean, what about the Bucks special teams this preseason? The last two seasons that makes you go, oh yeah, they need to keep this guy because he's good at special teams. That's special right. teams coverage has sucked for the Bucks. <laughs> like it's been downright <laughs> terrible. For Tampa yeah. Bay the past couple of seasons. So anyone that's sticking on this team for the, what they do on special teams, maybe he's a good blocker on kickoff yeah. and, and punt return. But, I mean, no one in punt or kick coverage has really done anything. Yeah. And I don't blame Keyshawn Vaughn at all for some of the negative rushing yards that he's had. Because as you said, Big Lever got blown up, everything like that. But even when he's in the game and he's running forward and he has yeah. positive yards, he just looks much, much slower then obviously Rashad White, who hasn't played in a preseason right. game yet, but he looks slower than Chase Edmonds. He looks I, slower than Sean. I think Tucker. his longest carries four yards out of those eleven attempts. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like you're just missing some electricity. You're missing that juice that you see when Chase right. Edmonds was in the game against the Steelers. You're missing that. You see it with Sean Tucker when he's in the game. Even Ronnie Brown made a nice play towards the end of the game against the yeah. Jets the other night. So the only reason why I have Keyshawn Vaughn making this team is because Chase Edmonds was out again today. And we don't know how long it's going to be out for Todd Bowles says everybody's yes. sore. He's sore. He's sore. That guy's sore. That guy's sore. Everyone's yep. sore on the box. So I don't know if this is like a long time thing for Chase Edmonds. Is it just going to be for a little bit? Will yep. we see him against the Ravens? I feel like it's obviously not a guaranteed spot for Chase Edmonds. So he's kind of got to get out there soon. Um, but right. that's why I have Keyshawn Vaughn making. Yeah, the team. I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The injuries will play a, a role in all this. The other thing too is what we don't know. We, we have we get more of 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 insight on on what the players do on offense and defense, right? There, outside of the return game or a blocked punt or something, there's, there's no there's no statistics, there's no measurables on special teams, right? right. Unless it's a tackle, and Keyshawn Vaughn, to his credit, has been a gunner before. And I think if he's going to make the team, he's going to be one of those guys that Keith Armstrong or Keith Tandy says, hey, uh, he's one of our core special teams players. And, and I just don't know that. I don't know how the special teams coaches feel about Keyshawn Vaughn. But if he's going to make the team, special teams will factor into it. Same thing at the tight ends to a degree here. And let's look at the tight ends. Kate Otten, David Wells, Co. Keith, Payne Durham. Your thoughts there, Matt? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the first, David Wells has played, no pun intended, well enough, even as a receiving tight end, where if his blocking isn't really up to up to snuff, up to par, I still think he's been talented enough as a receiver, as we know from uh, the offense that Dave Canales is trying to run, that you do need that receiving type of, of tight end. And I just, yeah. obviously, I don't really see that with Cole Keith. I understand, oh, he can make a catch when he's running on air and it's warmups, but I don't trust Cole Keith in a big play down the field like I do with David Wells. Right. Payne Durham was one I was really toying with of, obviously, he'd be a practice squad guy if he doesn't yep. make this team. But, I, you know, outside of the touchdown against the Steelers, I haven't seen too much from him. Agreed. He wasn't even crazy known as a blocker for coming into the league. So yes. something he needs to work on. I mean, Tanner Taula and even Dominique Daphne have stood out more than Payne Durham, but Payne Durham was a draft pick. So I think yeah. that's really the only reason why that he has a shot to make this team. Right. I and think he, was a, he was a fifth round pick, right? He wasn't yeah. even a sixth or seventh. He was a fifth round. Pick, uh, yeah, so. exactly. And so I think tight end, because it's 
one of the more brutal positions of you have to be physical as a blocker, but you also have to have a little finesse as a receiver. You kind of need that. You, you can't get away with keeping just three, like maybe you could with some other positions out there or, right. you know, keeping one of one less than like your typical number you, you could keep. So you kind of need that depth, that tight end, even though obviously Kate Otten's going to get the lion's share. So, right. uh, uh, yeah, I just I kind of feel bad for Tala and Daphne because they probably should be the last guy on this roster, but they're not going to just based on where Payne Jerome was was drafted. Yeah, and uh, as G Vegas points out, twelve personnel more than fifty percent of the time, so exactly. they're going to keep four tight ends. Also, two tight ends, you know that that that's kind of a core special teams body type. Yes, right, because <laughs> you, you, th- those are guys that can run down there. They're big enough to make tackles. They're big enough to block in line on punt. So that's tight ends and running backs and safeties. Those are kind of core body types typically because they're a little bit bigger and they have some speed and they've got some toughness. So that's kind of where things stand. We'll uh, we'll wrap up with the offense. And then we'll do a quick little commercial here. But let's let's get to the the wide receivers now. We'll take a look at the receivers and and see how things shake out there. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit. We've spent a lot of time on the receivers because you know, pretty exciting. This is a good group. Very much. And and with, with Russell Gage's uh, uh, departure to injured reserve, it certainly seems like Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins, David Moore, Bakeem Jarrett are the, the front runners for those open positions behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Again, we've seen minds change in the last preseason game. I remember Adam Humphreys back in Jameis Winston's rookie year. The, he lit it up against the Dolphins, and that was enough to put him over the top and grab a final roster spot. And he carved out a nice little NFL career for him in Tampa and elsewhere and had a nice payday in Tennessee even. So sometimes one game can turn things around. And you look at that one game that Rakeem Jarrett had, right? Three catches, 84 yards. You were there for that game, Matt. Yeah. Certainly a standout performance. I think he's done enough. There's been enough buzz on him from OTAs and training camp. He's certainly in line for one of these roster spots, but, I think you're going to see two or three of these guys end up on the practice squad. Ryan Miller is a player that I think the team's more excited about than I am. I think there are some <laughs> within the organization that that would love would love if Cade Warner ran faster than his 40 time because then he would have a better chance of making it. So your thoughts here on on the Bucks six wide receivers, or do you think they keep five? I think they got to keep six just based on how talented this pool was. Real quick, I just I have to get this off my chest. Uh, sure. I did a I did a hit with WFLA uh, on Met at, on the field at MetLife Stadium before uh, before the game, and as I'm waiting to do it, you know, there's there's fans on the sideline, and there's a Bucks fan, and he was pointing out he saw Ryan Miller. He's like, oh yeah, like there's that guy, Scotty Miller. He made that big play. I, just, <laughs> I didn't have the heart to be like, hey man, that's yeah. uh, Scotty that Miller's ship has sailed. Fal- yeah, Scotty Miller's <laughs> on the Falcons now. Right. Um, anyway, just that yep. that sparked in my head. Yeah, I mean. I love the competition for we can call it wide receiver three by committee or who wants to step up, but someone needs to step up after Mike and Chris. And I love the fact that Trey Palmer has been the flavor of the week. That's obviously no secret. He's been making play after play highlight real touchdowns. Rock him Jarrett. Let's remember he didn't even play until the second half and he was the leader in receiving yards for the Bucks in that game. And he did not play against the Steelers. He had that right. injury. So that was his first live action. And I thought he, you know, more than fulfilled, like what anyone really expected from him in that game. David Moore, I'm a little hot and cold on because initially I thought he was solid in training camp. Everything we've talked about, the, the, the veteran presence, knowing this offense, going back to Seattle. I yeah. think it's important to have him on this team as a mentor, uh, but he's had some drops. There's been mm-hmm. some plays where I'm like, oh, why didn't he necessarily make that play? Yeah. Ryan Miller, I thought was great the first like two weeks of training camp, but he's been mm-hmm. kind of invisible ever since. And Kalen Geiger, interestingly enough, I asked Baker Mayfield yesterday about just the wide receivers, everybody moving up and everything like that. And he mentioned, he kept calling him KG. He mentioned yeah. KG. Um, in that wide receivers group. So at least Baker has his eye on that wide receiver. Geiger, Geiger sorry, excuse me. Yeah. I made the team last year as a uh, as a practice squad guy. So I 
I think David Moore, I would stash him on the practice squad versus the 53-man roster. Now, Very well could happen. Yeah, who gets that last spot? Because I really think Evans Godwin, obviously. Palmer, Tompkins, and Jared, at this point, saying a lock is is might be a bit much. Trey Palmer's a lock. I don't think there's yeah. any question about that. Yep. But I Jared, think Devin Tompkins is a lock yeah, because but, of the special team's yeah, ability. To, Tompkins and Jared very much, I think. If they're not a lock, they're pretty damn well close to it. Cephas Johnson meets McGee. Thank you for the super chat. He made a great play in the – it wasn't the joint training camp practice, but it was the, the practice in New Jersey at the Giants facility. And uh, John Wolford threw the ball – Deep down the field, Cephas Johnson used all of his height, got up, jumped, made the catch, and it was a touchdown because they were down near that area anyway. Cephas Johnson, I don't think he's going to make this team, but his height is just something yeah. to behold just watching him. So, you know, if he has a good game, maybe he finds his way onto the practice squad. But this is a pretty damn good group, and I don't yeah. envy Dave Canales or Brad Isaac or Todd Bowles at all for trying to fill out those last couple of spots because yeah. there's a lot of talented players. And once again, the Bucs just – they find great receivers and make it a really tough battle every year. They really do. And the two or three guys that are going to be on the practice squad from that group, uh, unless there's another receiver they really like off another team's waiver wire. Sure. But, but uh, they're going to be good. I mean, Devin Tompkins, remember, was on the practice squad to start last year. He, and he got he got brought up uh, probably a little too late. We saw too much of Jalen Darden, but then he really stepped up and took control of that kick and punt return job. And and I, I believe that he is going to to be in that role again as well. And uh, we've got a question here. Who is leading the kickoff and punt return uh, job? And is it DT? Yeah, I think it's. Devin Tompkins. I think Trey Palmer is another guy you can put in the yeah. mix there. And Rakeem Jarrett will also be back doing kick returns as well. So I think those three receivers really help themselves because they also play teams. And also Rashad White is another candidate, although uh, I don't want to put a no, starting running back out running, there. Yeah, you have starting to. running back, I don't yeah. necessarily think you should do it. Uh, especially, and the more playing time Trey Palmer is going to get as well. I think, yeah. I think it's a good role for Devin Tompkins. He was solid there last season. We'll see if he can improve. Yeah, for sure. Let's take a look at the the uh, offensive line now, and uh, and we'll finish up with the offense. Uh, interesting group here. A little bit of of kind of a, of a conundrum, if you will, because you've got. Uh, let's see. Oops, where, there we go. Uh, because you've got Ryan Jensen, who yeah. I believe is going to go in injured reserve. I, I now is it season ending injured reserve if that's the case then he is part of the roster cut downs by next tuesday again the bucks will be starting their roster cut sunday after the game the game is saturday night we'll probably be hearing about the first wave on sunday a couple guys and then they'll trickle in on monday and then by tuesday they'll have their final roster cuts so ryan jensen we have 10 offensive linemen here making the team ryan jensen is one of those so Ryan Jensen, if he is going to go into reserve, but the team wants to possibly bring him back after four games because he has to sit out four games to be on the short-term IR, that can happen. But he has to be on the final 53 for one day. Then after the 53-man roster is set for one day, then you can place him on short-term injured reserve. If you put him on IR before that, he's gone for the entire season, and you can't bring him back. So that's something this, this team is going to monitor his health, his prognosis, all of those things. But I think he will make the 53. But as you see there, I've got three little asterisks there, and I've got three asterisks by John Mulchin. And I would not be surprised if they swap those two, if Mulchin ends up being released, and then Mulchin comes back and ends up being that 10th offensive lineman, if they're going to keep 10. If not, then maybe Keyshawn Vaughn sticks as that fourth running back, right? So it's it's as a puzzle that Jason Light and Todd Bowles and the the coordinators are going to have to really figure out. But Tristan Wirfs, Matt Filer, Robert Hainsey, starting center, Cody Malk, and Luke Gedicke, those are the, the five starters as we see it. Nick Leverett makes this team as a guard center backup. Justin uh, School, I think he really has to pick it up because he did not look that good against the Jets. Brandon Walton has flexibility to play either left or right tackle or guard. But I think they like school better just because of his experience as maybe a swing tackle candidate. Maybe the surprise is Raekwon O'Neal, who is a rookie tackle 
that uh, had a really good game against the Jets and played pretty well against the Steelers as well. He's a, a guy to keep an eye on in this last preseason game. If he, if he really shows out, they might not be able to sneak him on the practice squad. They might have to to put him on uh, the 53 to, to keep him. He's kind of a young up-and-comer with and some athleticism. A, and he was in a boot to begin training camp, too. He yeah. was uh, he was out for a little bit. That's so. right, yeah. So what do you think of the offensive line here, Matt? The, the guys that, that I have them cutting, essentially, are John Mulchin, yeah. Chris Murray, Silas Danzi, Aaron Stinney, who's kind of a one-trick pony, can only play guard right. that doesn't help his cause, Luke Haggard, and then Michael Neese. But uh, I think two or three of those guys, probably Murray, probably uh, Zanzi, and if if Molchan doesn't make the active roster, then I think he's probably on the practice squad, maybe Stinney as well. Yeah, especially for what Molchan can do as a center, because we saw Nick Leverett at center, and it just has not looked good. We like Nick Leverett as an offensive guard, but yes, it's, we do. it hasn't really panned <laughs> right. out too much at center. So you definitely need that that you know security with, with Molchan uh, playing center. Honestly, my prediction outside of the, the, the starters that we've already highlighted I think the Bucs are going to end up having someone else on this roster uh, on the offensive line as a backup that currently isn't on the team. That very I mean, well could be. I, I just – and one of those situations where a team has a good a good enough amount of offensive linemen and they'll try to sneak one onto the practice squad, and they can't, and the Bucs will be the beneficiaries of it. Because, I mean, yeah. look, at, look at the Jets game. Look at, you know, second half of of the first game against the Steelers, everything like that. Right. This offensive line was a turnstile. It was a turnstile. Yeah. And that's why we gave Kyle Trask so much credit for what he was able to do. That's right. With such a bad offensive line around him. And I know they went up against kind of the Steelers ones and twos with, with the backup off offensive line for a bit. And, and same thing with the backups against the Jets backups, mm -hmm. but the Jets backups are kind of starters as well, such as Bryce Huff and, and right. things of that nature. But this offensive line, the backups – have not looked good. They have yeah. not fared well. And I understand that they're backups, but it's been even worse than that. So my prediction is that some of these guys that have been on, uh, been named on this graphic may not even be on the team because the Bucks are going to be looking to replace them through cuts of other teams. Yeah, that's it very well could be the case. Uh, so when it comes to, uh, you know, to we're speaking about teams here and, and players and draft picks, et cetera. We're going to put this graphic up again here just to let people know that if you're interested in doing underdog fantasy and being in a league with either myself, Matt Matera, Josh Capo, or Bailey Adams, to go ahead and email us. And I have the correct spelling of Pewter Report. Hey, I think after, after since 2002, when we switched from Buccaneer Magazine to Pewter Report, that I'd spell it correctly, but obviously I didn't yesterday. So it is correct now, srpewterreport.com. Matt at PeterReport.com if you want to either play myself or Matt in a league or if you want to play all of us, uh, that's fine. You can you can do a, a, an entry for every single league that we're doing here. Uh, Josh Capo is Josh.Capo, that's Q-U-E-I-P-O at gmail.com for those listening on the audio version of the podcast. And then Bailey Adams, Bailey J Adams 22 at gmail.com. So srpewterreport.com, matt at pewterreport.com, josh.capo, that's q-u-e-i-p-o, at gmail.com, or baileyjadams22 at gmail.com. And all you have to do is sign up with Underdog Fantasy and use their promo code pewter to do so. You're going to get a sign-on bonus, which is nice, give you some free money to play with. And I'm going to try to do a draft tomorrow night. I've only had a couple of people email me. And unless we have like a flood of those coming in, we might push the draft back to next week. I might do two drafts like on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday night. So, uh, but we'll get it all figured out. We'll get this, uh, yeah. the, the drafts situated, but uh, there it is for underdog fantasy. So if you want to, to play in a league and draft away with us, there's the emails to do it. Reach out to us and we'll, uh, we'll set up a time. All right, let's get to that defensive side of the ball, shall let's we? Let's do it. Yeah, that's always the best anyways. All right, so let's take a look at, at the Bucks' defensive line and their inside linebackers, what we call the the uh, the heart of, of the defense here. All right, so sticking with uh, with the defensive line, that this has pretty much been set in stone since yeah. Will Golston signed with the team, right? No surprises here. Kalijah Kansi. Logan Hall, Vita Vea, that's going to be your your starters in the 3-4 defense. When they go nickel, 
most likely will be Kalajah Kansi and Vita Vea. And, uh, and Logan Hall will be a wave guy to come in, and he'll get some third down reps. But when they go to their four-man front, it's probably going to be Kalaja Kansi and Vita Bea up front. And then Will Golston will be a reserve this year. Greg Gaines will be that backup nose tackle replacing Rakeem uh, Nunez-Rochez. Mm-hmm. And Pat O'Connor, a friend of the program, uh, just can't keep this guy off the team because he's so good in special teams. He's up to 300 pounds now. And he's looked pretty good. I, I think he's had a good training camp. He's really come on as a nickel pass rusher. He gives the Bucks heart, effort, desire, and uh, he can help on all four downs. Yeah, he can't knock the hustle. And then the, the team's been pretty high on Mike Green for, for quite yes. a while. So he's definitely a another uh, practice he, squad worthy. He candidate. might be a, a pre- he might be a surprise guy if they end yeah. up keeping six, because you could look at Pat O'Connor and say he's a core special teamer, but we like Mike Green. I could see Mike Green sneak onto this team because if he has a really, really good game on Saturday against the Ravens, that might be a surprise if they end up keeping seven. Yeah, or like they could flip-flop Mike Green and Pat and call up Pat if they need to. Pat yeah. had a lot of time on the practice squad as well, and I, yep. I'm i pretty confident that he wouldn't really want to move out of Tampa uh, as it is. Deidre Sonat, another player that's kind of went up and down from the practice squad to a defensive tackle, and Another mainstay of the uh, of the practice squad representing the defensive line has been Willington Prevalon. Willington Prevalon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you need you need those bodies for defensive tackle. Obviously, getting getting banged up a lot. So they kept a lot on the defensive tackle last season at uh, at defensive tackle. So it wouldn't shock me at all if they they keep around that same number as well this season but the starters have been set in stone or just really the the whole unit has been set in stone for quite a while so maybe like the least controversial picks out of all of them yeah and and you look at the inside linebacker i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, we're going to keep five on our prediction just because J.J. Russell's really done a lot, man. This guy's really stepped up. He did not play very well last year and didn't play that well in the the season finale, uh, the second half, I missed three tackles against the Falcons, but he's really made some strides and improvements. Was a practice squad guy for most of last year. But Levante, David, Devin White, they're your starters. Servasia Dennis, they certainly like the rookie out of Pittsburgh. Hopefully he plays on Saturday. He was at a practice today, right, Matt? Yeah, Jay, uh, sorry, KJ Britt did not participate today. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see. He had that hamstring injury, left the Jets game early. Um, something to monitor definitely for, I mean, there's only one more practice tomorrow until yeah. the game itself. So I wouldn't, it's a bit of a dicey one for, for KJ yeah. Britt. I think the, Britt probably sits out, but the fact that Servasier Dennis is back at practice and will play in the game, that yeah. probably helps. And he needs all the reps and experience. That he does. Yeah. Servasier Dennis, especially yeah. uh, missing the last game. So yeah, right. I, I like the, I like the idea of Servasier playing pretty much the entire game. I'm fine with that too. Uh, and I think that JJ Russell has done enough on special teams and, you know, two games, two takeaways on defense. So, you know, he, he forced a fumble yeah. this past game. He had an interception, which was a great play against the Steelers. His arrows pointing up. I, I believe that, that uh, Britt probably does enough on special teams as a core special teamer to make this roster as well. And then Ulysses Gilbert, the third and Brandon Boyer, Randall, those are and, guys that might be practice squad candidates, maybe yeah. Gilbert. And you know what? Shout out to Brandon Boyer, Randall, because mm-hmm. if, if Bucks fans remember that first indoor practice, he was the one that kind of took a shot at Rashad White. That's right. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it was a little swing pass to him and, and he, and he hit him and it started a scuffle because it was kind of like a session where you, you didn't really expect anyone to get hit and he just kind of went right after Rashad White so at that time it's like hey man you're hitting the starting running back of this <laughs> yeah. team probably not a great shot that you're going to make it but he's right. played much better so 
I mean, if you're going to bet that he was going to make the team, I would have said, no, absolutely not. So right. if you bet on him to make this team, you probably could have made a lot of money. And of course, football is right around the corner and all sports are going on at the moment. So if you are going to bet, best place to do it is at mybookie.ag. They have a new and improved online casino that is here to change the game. You can dive into a truly realistic casino experience featuring the latest in slots, progressive jackpots, and live dealer action, all from the comfort of your own home. Take advantage of weekly blackjack tournaments and a brand new collection of high-end games for a chance at real cash rewards. Your adventure at the MyBookie Casino begins today with a generous sign-up bonus using the promo code PEWTER, that's P-E-W-T-E-R, to secure yourself a sweet deposit bonus. And that's not all, because their revamped loyalty program ensures that you'll be showered with rewards, including free spins, cashback offers, and a host of exclusive VIP perks. The more you play, the more you win. So play anytime, anywhere with the MyBookie Casino. And of course, you can get up to $1,000 with your first deposit bonus using that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Even if you learn from Plant City Math, you know that that is a heck of a deal. So MyBookie.ag, use that promo code Pewter. There's sports on all the time. You can bet baseball, NFL, hockey's coming soon. John Cooper was uh, at practice today for... uh, representing the bolts so you can bet on hockey too a lot of golf ufc everything else in between mybookie.ag yeah let's finish up with the defense shall we we know the special teams right the kicker battles is over chase mclaughlin is going to be the the kicker jake camarda is going to be the punter the holder the kickoff specialist and zach triner will be the long snapper uh, barring any upsets there so as we uh, go to the outside linebackers, let's take a look there at the Bucks pass rushers. So the outside linebackers, we have them keeping five as well for that. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, a, a, a spot where they're going to end up keeping five. When you look at, at uh, the, the starters, Oops, there we go. Shaquille Barrett, right? That's he's set in stone. And then you got Joe Tryon Shoinka as uh the starters there on the outside, Anthony Nelson, Yaya Diaby will be the backups. Marquise Watts has just done enough, man. I, I think with yeah. one more good game where he applies pressure, maybe gets a sack. Remember, he had a sack strip, I should say a strip sack against the Steelers. He had a sack that was negated by a penalty against the Jets, plus a lot of pressures. So if this guy can play on special teams and Keith Armstrong will stand on the table for him, I think that he is more talented than Cam Gill. Jose Ramirez just kind of battled some injuries. Charles Snowden's a guy that I think you keep on the practice squad. Yeah. I've really seen nothing from, from Hamilcar Rashid. Yeah. He got dominated by Mekhi Becton. Uh, yeah. In, in that he got absolutely walloped. So yeah, I don't know if he makes it. Uh, I would almost put Cam Gill on this as well. And, you know, keeping, keeping Six a lot outside. Of yeah. Six outside linebackers. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know it's crazy, but. Uh, the talent of this group, or at least maybe getting another special teams guy. So Jose Ramirez actually came back today, which is uh, which is a good sign for him. And so I would have him and, and Snowden, but yeah, Gill as well. Practice squad makes sense. Uh, maybe yeah. sneak him onto onto the roster. But either way, very very talented group. Yeah, uh, we we see some um, chatter in the chat about Trey Lance to the Buccaneers. I'm not going to happen. Nope, it's not going to happen. Might so. as well start anew with the with the draft class yeah. next season. They already have two quarterbacks they like on this team, and Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, and they're going to see how the season plays out. Then they'll see about the quarterback position next year, where you have a mega quarterback class. Yeah. So uh, I don't see Jason Light burning any draft capital to acquire Trey Lance, who hasn't really shown much out there to to be excited about in San Francisco. So that's the outside linebackers. We're going to finish up, of course, with the cornerbacks and safeties. And have the Buccaneers keeping nine defensive backs. This could easily be 10. It could be 10. So, again, we'll we'll see which one of these players in black ends up standing out and puts their name into red with the good performance on Saturday against the Ravens. But the cornerbacks, obviously, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean are your starters. Um, thinking right now, Dee Delaney's got the inside track for the nickel cornerback job. And why not? I mean, he's a veteran player, had an interception against steady the Jets. Eddie. Yeah, Steady Eddie. He had another interception that was negated by a, uh, a penalty. Zion McCollum has made some strides in the preseason this year. I think the arrow's pointing up for him. We'll see how long it takes 
for him to really ascend and to get to a position where you really feel comfortable if he has to start and go wire to wire in a football game in place of Carlton Davis or Jamel Dean. And both those guys have had trouble staying injured. So he is uh, the fourth cornerback on the team, third on on the the depth chart in terms of outside corner. And then Keenan Isaac, I, I think either he or Anthony Chesley or Josh Hayes, that final spot yeah. is going to come down to special teams. That that's where Keith Armstrong is going to say, "Hey, Keenan Isaac, you might like him as a, as a you know as a developmental cornerback. Fine, put him on the practice squad. I like Jay Hayes better, or I like Chesley better. So right now." We've seen Keenan Isaac run with the number twos at cornerback. But again, Matt, it's all going to come down to special teams on cornerback and every other position. Yeah, absolutely. I think Josh Hayes makes this team. I mean, he was kind of in that running for the slot corner as well. Um, Isaac is very, very boomer bust to me. You know, there are certain things I really liked about him yeah. and making some turnovers, and then he would just get beat deep. But for someone trying to make that team, I, I I can appreciate that he's he's at least going after it. So I think you like that potential there. Pitts yeah. has looked good at times. Chesley can do things on special teams. So it's really anyone's game uh, at corner. As far as safety goes, it's a little bit of survival of the fittest. Yeah. Izzian obviously has positioned himself to be potentially the, the starting nickel corner if it doesn't go right. to Mel Dean, but obviously could be a backup there. Or you mean D Delaney? For the starting nickel corner. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, Turner has struggled at times if he's not in the red zone. Whitehead got hurt, and then uh, LeCount and Avery Young are so new to the team. It'd yeah. be kind of tough to make a case for them for yeah. being on the team. So Merriweather kind of makes it as a default. So survival of the fittest for the safety. Yeah, yeah and I mean, that's the thing is, is usually this time of year, not always the case, but usually uh, if, if it's if it's kind of like a – I don't say a no name, but like a lesser name acquisition, like Richard LeCount, for example, was a fifth round draft yeah. pick out of the Browns organization, was cut by the Rams on Monday, worked out for the Bucks, and they signed him. Usually this time of year, it's it's last one in, first one out, because you just have not had enough time and reps to impress the coaches or whatever, and then right. they may consider you for the practice squad. So uh, let's let's finish up here with this, Matt. Uh, um, Wade says. Peter report, who do you think will be the surprise players to make the 53-man roster? Now that we've kind of rolled through this, I think Marquise Watts is a guy that I'm pretty excited about. I think he ends up being a surprise um, make. And I'll say, and, and uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to nail all 53. There's going to be yeah. <laughs> a couple of surprises here. But um, I think Raekwon O'Neal is another guy that might be a surprise player, uh, just based upon Based upon the games, even more so than the practices, and we'll see how he fares against the Ravens in that final preseason game on Saturday. Yeah, as, as far as surprises go, I mean, Keenan Isaac, I think, is a little bit surprising because, oh, Alabama State, undrafted free agent, but this is the year of undrafted free agents mm -hmm. for the Bucs. I think uh, Ronnie Brown, if he like completely jumped over Keyshawn Vaughn yeah. and they kept two undrafted free agent running backs, that would definitely be uh, surprising for sure. Yeah. Or if somehow like Cade Warner sneaks onto it as the last wide receiver, maybe for special teams reasons, I think those would be surprising. I don't yeah. expect that, but uh, right. You know. so, well, yeah. certainly what's not a surprise is the fact that the Peter report has got an absolute awesome realtor, the official realtor of Peter report. That is Eric and Caitlin gross with the Eric gross group. And the reason why we're talking about them folks is because you want them on your team. If you are buying or selling a house, not just in the Tampa Bay area, across the state of Florida. And because they're part of the EXP Realty Group, let's say you're moving to the state of Florida from Cincinnati, Ohio, or Kansas City, or anywhere. They've got 85,000 agents in the EXP Realty Network that they can help you sell your house in the state where you live right now and find your dream home here in Florida. That's how the Eric Gross Group works. It's not just here in Tampa, folks. It's across the state of Florida, also across the country. The Eric Gross Group, they've done hundreds of transactions in this real estate market down here in Florida, which is crazy. They've got experience in all types of situations. Eric's an avid Peter Report reader. Why wouldn't you want to talk some Bucks football with your realtor? I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's a great conversation starter. They're all about relationships. They don't look at at uh, at their, their clientele as just transactions. No, they want to form lifelong friendships with their clients 
and help you in, uh, in your current situation and also in future real estate needs. They've got the strong team of vendors and, and the 85,000 agents, as I've talked about, that are going to turn your dream of buying or selling a home into reality. So how do you find out more about Eric Gross Group? Well, check out their website, housesinfla.com. That's housesinfla.com, or give them a call at um, 513-907-4271. And let Eric Gross and his group take the pressure off of the home buying experience. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Eric Gross Group. No matter where you are in your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. And again, visit housesinfla.com. Before we wrap up the show, we have Woo. another super chat. It doesn't matter at what time of the show it is. Yeah. If you super chat us, we're getting to your question. Yep. So thank you, Spider-Man, for the nine ninety nine super chat. They ask, you talked about what Baker needs to do to be a buck next year, but what if he plays great? If he has a season like 38 touchdowns, 4,000 yards, and seven interceptions and takes them deep into the playoffs, could he get a $100 million contract? Wow. First things first. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I, I would say, sure, that could be a possibility, but – you know, let's let's see how he does. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's quite the hypothetical. You know? But I'm just, to answer this hypothetical, I'm still yeah. going to say no. And because it very much comes down to, okay, you did it once. Can you do it again? Yeah. And yeah, I think they, we've kind of already seen that. They like, would probably you know, franchise him, I think, exactly. they anything franchi- else, yeah. they, If anything else, they wouldn't let him leave. They would franchise tag yeah. him first. Secondly, like Gino had a great year. You didn't see him get like a crazy contract. Right. Even um, – even Jalen Hurts had an MVP caliber season, and there's still right. talks of like, well, he's got to prove he can do it again before yeah. you get that big contract. It's all about consistency. Like Nobody's more consistent than Mike Evans. He's got to yeah. get a contract first. And you can find out more about Mike Evans and the Buccaneers when they take on the Ravens on Saturday on pewterreport.com. That's the mothership. Make sure you follow Pewter Report on social media. That's X, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Pewter Report. And make sure that you join the legions of Pewter people following us on Peter Report TV. We'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock with another edition of the Peter Report podcast for Matt Matera. I'm Scott Reynolds saying we'll see you at four o'clock for the next edition of the Peter Report podcast.